Hello and welcome to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every day. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and again, this is a daily Boston Bruins podcast where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. To keep up with the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, please follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Boston Bruins. And you can also find me at ENC McLaren. Subscribe to Locked On Boston Bruins on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever else you listen. Please also rate and review while you're there. Now on with the show for today, Monday, October 7th. The Boston Bruins are 2-0. and That's right, the Bruins uh, had one game over the weekend. It was against the Arizona Coyotes. And to kick off today's show, we'll take a look back at that one nothing win. Coming up in our second part of the show, as we'll do every Monday, it's the Atlantic Division Power Rankings. And third, we're going to just take a quick look around the NHL and the big storylines today. But first, back to that win over the Arizona Coyotes. Now I'm coming at you today uh, from a cottage up in northern Ontario, well, northern-ish Ontario, a town called Tiny Ontario. But uh, thanks to the uh, wonders of modern technology, I was still able to watch the game, and uh, it was great to see the Bruins get their second win of the season. As we mentioned last week, uh, it's a, a weird start to the season for the Bruins as they're on a four-game road trip uh, out in the Western Conference. Their first two games have involved uh, home openers for both the Dallas Stars and the Arizona Coyotes. Um, the Bruins have outscored the opposition to date 3-1, to one. Uh, by nature of the 2-1 win over Dallas and a 1-0 win over Arizona. Uh, they're not, you know, blowing the lights out per se, but they are uh, playing great road hockey and getting the job done. Um, in terms of Bruins who stood out uh, in the win over Arizona, obviously uh, Yaroslav Halak uh, deserves a lot of the credit for uh, his first shutout of the season, the first shutout for the Bruins of the season. Uh, he was great in net, stopping... How many shots did he face again? I can't even remember. He stopped 35 shots for the shutout. And um, again, it just goes back to discussions that we've had about how important it is for the Bruins to have a strong 1-2 tandem in net this season. Um, I really believe that sets them apart from the competition to be able to not only give Tuka Rask uh, a lighter workload so that he's fresh for when games matters most, but to have legitimate uh, starting goaltending even when your number one guy is on the bench is just huge for this team. You look at a team example like the Mon- or sorry, like the Toronto Maple Leafs who uh, were playing the Montreal Canadiens on the weekend. They had Michael Hutchison in net, and uh, despite holding a 4-1 lead, Wink, wink. Have you heard that before? Um, they eventually went down 5-4, tied the game, and then lost in a shootout. Uh, I'm not blaming that loss on Michael Hutchinson, but um, just to point out the fact that the Bruins have the luxury of having two legitimate starting goaltenders. Um, they don't have to rely on maybe a, a fringe NHL guy or someone who should be in the AHL. When Tuka needs a rest, they can just call on Halak and get uh, stellar goaltending. In terms of skaters, uh, the top line 
had a great game with uh, Brad Marchand getting his first goal of the season. Both he and uh, David Pasternak and Jake DeBrusque, uh, they led the way uh, in for the Bruins in terms of individual shot attempts. Uh, Pasternak had seven, Marchand had six, DeBrusque also had six. Uh, Matt Grizzlich also had seven, which is uh, which is great to see. And Bergeron and Coyle uh, each had uh, five and four, uh, which Chris Wagner and Sean Corrali also having uh, four. So uh, it was great to see all three lines getting in on the action, creating shot attempts, and um, yeah, just directing the puck towards Darcy Kemper, who has also uh, had a great game in net for for the Coyotes and gave his team a chance to to get back in it. On the other end, Clayton Keller and Connor Garland, uh, they uh, kept Halak busy with uh, eight attempts and seven attempts, respectively. And Derek Stepan and Phil Kessel also got in there. Uh, so, you know, the Coyotes, they do have uh, offense. They do have weapons. Uh, they were getting plenty of attempts uh, on net. I think at one point in the first period, they were actually out shooting Boston uh, 10 to 1. And then Boston got that late uh, goal in the first period from Marchand. And uh, they were able to uh, keep the Coyotes at bay, uh, in large part due to Halak's heroics and net. Um, so the Bruins, again, they're 2-0. and They've won two road games, uh, two one-goal games. Um, and again, I would expect that trend to continue as they continue their road trip uh, coming up with two more games on the West Coast, or not on the West Coast, but against Western Conference Divisional Rivals, uh, one against Vegas on Tuesday, and then in Colorado on Thursday. Uh, both those teams are expected to challenge for top spot in the, their respective divisions, uh, so those games won't get uh, any easier for the Bruins at West until they come home for their home opener on Saturday against New Jersey. Uh, so two big tests coming up, but already they're guaranteed at least a 500 uh, split out west to begin the season. So that's great. Anything else I would say is is a bonus at this point. So it's great to see them get two wins to begin the season. And uh, off to Vegas they go, then to Colorado to finish off uh, this season opening road trip. Now, friends, let me tell you something. Talking about erectile dysfunction is not easy. Usually, we just brush it off or blame ourselves, saying things like, I lost my mojo, or we avoid it altogether with excuses like, I had a long day at work, or sorry, I'm just not feeling it. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about it. With a real doctor who can prescribe real medication, it's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for erectile dysfunction, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. The doctor will work with you to find the best possible treatment plan, and if medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free day-to-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. To get started, just go to getroman.com locked and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to handle, but now there's Roman. Again, complete an online visit today to connect with a doctor to take care of it. 
Just go to GetRoman.com slash locked to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com slash locked for a free visit to get started. GetRoman.com slash locked. It's time now to take a look at the Atlantic Division Power Rankings, something that we will do every Monday here on the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. And it should come as no surprise that the team coming in at number eight, likely to do so for the majority of the season, I'll be surprised if they move up, to be honest, is the Ottawa Senators. They're off to an 0-2 start with a minus five goal differential. And they're well on their way to finishing... Last place in the entire NHL and uh, gunning for the number one overall pick in the 2020 draft, which uh, should bring high reward in the form of uh, Lafreniere or Byfield. So, um, you know, Senators, their hope for this year is to be perhaps a bit entertaining to inspire hope, but um, it's well believed that they will indeed finish last and uh, they're on their way to doing so. Uh, coming in at number seven would be the Florida Panthers. They are off to a one and one start after splitting uh, a home and home with the Tampa Bay Lightning. High expectations for this team this year. There's uh, the belief that they could challenge for a, a playoff spot, fourth in the Atlantic. Um, so far, again, it's only two games. All these teams is very early to say, but you know someone has to come in seventh, and I'm going to go with the Panthers. They've got a, a negative goal differential. Uh, Bobrovsky and company did not look super great in the first game, but they rebounded with a win over Tampa Bay in the next game. Um, so again, early days yet for the Panthers. They did get a hat trick uh, from uh, Mike Hoffman in the last game and, and turn things around. Their next game is against Carolina, who's three and zero to begin the season, so that will be a good test, and uh, we'll have a better sense of this team uh, maybe next week. Uh, for the power rankings. Uh, coming in sixth, I'm going to put the um, Tampa Bay Lightning, actually. They're off to a 1-1-1 one, one, and one start. They've only got amassed three points through three games. Again, they uh, split the home-and-home home with Florida, and then they lost Sunday to the Carolina Hurricanes and uh, looked completely uh, dominated at times as the Hurricanes, uh, I believe, in the second period outshot Tampa 17 nothing something like that, which is uh, ridiculous. So um, Tampa Bay, uh, not off to a very inspiring start after their playoff uh, collapse against the Columbus Blue Jackets. I believe Steven Stamkos called the team out after the game, saying they can't just rely on their skill. They have to put in the work to get results this year and to prove to people that they are legit. So I'm putting Tampa Bay down in sixth until we see that this team, um, yeah, can take things. I mean, it's, it's difficult to say they have to take things to the next level, but um, to really assert themselves and to prove that they're um, serious about, uh, yeah, overall success, not just coasting through the regular season. In fifth place, I'm putting the Montreal Canadiens. They're 1-0-1 so far. Uh, they uh, have an overtime loss as well as a shootout win over Toronto on Saturday which was uh, quite impressive they were down 4-1 and managed to come back uh, they did give up uh, a late tying goal which forced it to go to overtime but they 
came out with the win over Toronto. They're one on one, even goal differential. So you know, not uh, not blowing anyone out of the water right now, but uh, good enough to to be ranked fifth out of the eight teams in the Atlantic right now. Uh, coming in at fourth, I'm going to put our Boston Bruins. Uh, they're two and zero so far with two road wins: one over Dallas, one over Arizona. They've only scored three goals, uh, which is a bit uh, troubling for this team with uh, you know a loaded top line and uh, a pretty impressive second and third line. Um, again, they've been playing on the road. Uh, they've managed to steal uh, two wins from teams playing their home openers. Um, but you know they've yet to really uh, explode. Uh, the power plays uh, a bit off, it seems, and uh, they were bailed out against Arizona by pretty spectacular play by Yaroslav Halak. So I'm going to put them fourth for the time being. Uh, and again, they have games, uh, two more games on this Western Conference road trip before uh, playing their home opener on Saturday against the Devils. So uh, a bit of grace. For them, as they're on the road to start the season, and uh, we'll get a, a better sense of them maybe when they, they come home and, and get more comfortable. But for now, uh, putting them down a fourth. Coming in with a surprising third place, uh, I had expected them to be down closer to sixth or seventh as the season progresses, and I'm, I'm kind of sticking to that as well. But I'm going to put the Detroit Red Wings at third. They've started the season 2-0. and uh, with wins over Dallas and Nashville, both of whom are expected to be playoff teams in the Western Conference, if not top teams in the Central Division and, uh, you know, possible Western Conference uh, finalists or even champions. So uh, two impressive wins for the Detroit Red Wings uh, in their first two games under new general manager Steve Eisenman. Their top line of Dylan Larkin, Anthony Mantha, Tyler Bertuzzi is is dominating right now. They don't really have much beyond those three, but that top line it looks as any as good as any around the league right now. Manta had four goals on Sunday in a win over Nashville. Oh, sorry, over Dallas, and uh, the other two uh, looked impressive as well. I've always been a fan of Tyler Bertuzzi since his days with the Guelph Storm. I kind of see him as a a Brad Marchand light uh, ability to both put up points as well as agitate the opposition. Uh, so he's uh, a good kind of top line winger type in that sense. Uh, so I'm really uh, interested to see if they can keep that going. And uh, again, the Detroit Red Rings are surprising early and uh, we'll see if they can keep it going. Their next game is against Anaheim. So wouldn't be surprised to see them start the season off 3-0. and Coming in at number two, uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs, they're off to a 2-0-1 start. They have the most points in the division, but that's uh, more by way of having played three games so far. They're 2-0-1. Uh, they've beaten the Senators, Blue Jackets, and then again, they uh, lost in a shootout to Montreal. So not really impressive quality of competition. Uh, they should be 3-0-0, uh, and that might have tipped the scales to putting them over the top. In these power rankings, um, they have a goal differential of plus four, uh, which isn't super impressive when you consider they've given up 10 goals, I believe, in those three games. Um, the offense is there, 
But again, there are questions on defense, and um, their backup goaltending is going to be an issue all season long. Uh, when they do decide to give Frederick Anderson a night off, uh, if it's Michael Hutchison or whoever else steps in, uh, that might be an issue for them. So um, the offense is lights out. There's still uh, issues defensively with this team. And despite the five points to sit first overall in the division, I'm putting them down at second place just by nature of, of those concerns. Um, and coming in number one with the surprise uh, start to the season is the Buffalo Sabres. They are 2-0-0. Uh, they've beaten the New Jersey Devils and the Pittsburgh Penguins. So, you know, not uh, perhaps... Uh, cup contenders, maybe not as great of quality of competition as the Red Wings have faced so far, but um, they have pretty much dominated in those two games. They have a, a division-high goal differential of plus seven, and uh, they've looked very impressive so far in the early going. Uh, again, like I've said before on the podcast, they uh, have uh, a wealth of talent, uh, you know, high-end talent in Rasmus Dahlin, Jack Eichel, they made uh, some great additions on the blue line over the summer with Colin Miller um, and Henry Jogi Harju. <coughs> Unfortunately, Brandon Montour is, is injured right now, which is another great addition on the blue line. But um, yeah, they've looked really great so far early on. And, uh, you know, that goal differential uh, tips them over the scales for me as giving them the top spot in the Atlantic Division. Uh, so far and if you um, you know want to go deeper with this we will take a look more at uh, you know more advanced stats as the season goes on it's not really uh, you know much of a sample size to go on at this point but um, goal differential I think is is enough to base these power rankings on to date uh, even Mike Babcock he's famous for for saying uh, answering a question I believe Elliot Freeman in one of his 31 thoughts a while ago, uh, Mike Babcock was asked, you know, how do you rank teams? And he said, look at goal differential. And, and that's what uh, is a good way to assess uh, who's legit and who is not. So in the early going, Buffalo Sabres, 2-0-0 with a plus seven goal differential. Good enough for me for top spot in the Atlantic Division power rankings. So that's it for that for this week. Again, this is something we'll do every Monday, so check back next week to see how things have changed. And now, as we do every day on the show, we'll take a quick look at some uh, news from around the NHL. The big news so far is the Carolina Hurricanes. They are building off that run to the uh, Eastern Conference Finals last year, where they, of course, were swept by the Boston Bruins. But they are off to a 3-0-0 start. Uh, good for top spot in the NHL with six points to date and uh, coming off an impressive victory over the Tampa Bay Lightning, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, it seems as though the hype around this team is legit and uh, they should not be going anywhere as the season progresses. I, uh, I personally, I picked them to come out of the East um, and to uh, be in the Stanley Cup final. And I think this team is legit. And we'll continue to impress and entertain as the season goes on. Um, at the other end of the standings, there are uh, kind of two teams that 
are winless that are very surprising. First is the San Jose Sharks. They're 0-3 to begin the season with a league-low goal differential of minus 9. So not exactly uh, what is expected out there. Um, perhaps Pete DeBoer uh, putting himself on the hot seat early on here. Uh, we'll see, but you know uh, expectations are always high in San Jose, um, even with the loss of Joe Pavelski. Uh, to free agency this past summer, um, so yeah, not a not a great start for the Sharks. Also, 0-3, as I mentioned earlier, the Dallas Stars. Uh, Sean Shapiro of the Athletic, he was on uh, Locked On Bruins last week, and he talked about how uh, the expectation in Dallas is that they'll be a playoff team, and the hope is that they'll uh, come out of the West, uh, and they're they're viewed as a legit uh, Cup contender. Uh, but 0-3 start, uh, not really inspiring much confidence in this group uh, to begin the season. And then, of course, at the bottom of the standings, we have likes of Columbus, Ottawa, Minnesota, Vancouver, Arizona, teams that are more uh, expected to be to be down there. Um, so that's not really too much of a surprise. But uh, Dallas and San Jose... 0-3 starts uh, really cause for concern down there. Um, again, we got Mantha scoring four goals uh, to beat the Red Wings on, on Sunday, which is very impressive. And also, uh, Mika Zibanejad currently leads the NHL in total points with two massive games to start the season. He's got two four-point games. So he comes in one point ahead of uh, Mantha for top spot in the NHL scoring race. We have Matthews, Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, Tyler Bertuzzi, Johnny Godreau, Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, Matt Duchesne, all, and Morgan Riley, sorry, all tied with, with five points. But it's uh, Zibanejad and Mantha with the, the early lead in uh, the NHL scoring race, which... As I said, small sample sizes. All this is to be taken with a bit uh, of salt, grains of salt, but, you know, uh, impressive performances to begin the season nonetheless. That's it for today's edition of the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, coming up tomorrow, we'll tee up the Bruins' next game in Vegas against the Golden Knights on Tuesday. Um, thanks again for listening. Please take some time to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And please follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Boston Bruins. Follow me, Ian McLaren, at Ian C. McLaren. And uh, thanks again for listening, friends, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Take care.